It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Support for this podcast comes from Microsoft Surface. Now more than ever, you need a laptop that can be as adaptable as you are. Introducing Microsoft Surface Laptop Go. Finally, a premium laptop at an affordable price. Starting at just $549, its light, thin design, vibrant touchscreen, powerful processor, and built-in HD camera and mic turns any room in your home into a classroom, office, or study hall. Available in three amazing colors the whole family will love. Visit surface.com slash laptop go for more details. Are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Greetings, hoops heads! Thanks for joining me for another episode of Locked On Warriors. I am your host, Aliko Carter. I'm back in New York after uh, spending a little bit of time in Beantown last night. Uh, that game was absolutely amazing. Uh, you know, tough loss for the Dubs, but uh, game of the season so far, just in terms of intensity and uh, atmosphere. Uh, the Boston fans did not disappoint at all. They were absolutely raucous for, from the opening tip. Um, but the crowd didn't win the game. The Celtics won the game, and we have to talk about that. Uh, I think not enough was being made before this game of how dominant the Warriors' seven-game win streak actually was. Uh, they were flying under the radar just in terms of, uh, you know, beating teams by double digits, just blowing the games open after the uh, after the half. And um, because the Celtics were streaking too, people are paying attention to that. The Celtics aren't supposed aren't supposed to be streaking, whereas the Warriors, you know, the the, the dominance is 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 old hat at this point. You know, they're still getting every team's best best shot um, and. It just seems like the Celtics' best shot is better than other teams' best shots. The Celtics have shown themselves to be an, um, uh, dare I say, elite basketball team. People are talking finals now. I mean, I think it's a little bit too early to be prognosticating about who from the East is going to make it into the finals. I think that the East is a very interesting place, but uh, early money is is definitely on the Celtics. Um, Well, earlier money was on the Cavs, but um, now money's on the Celtics. (laughs) Um, So Brad Stevens has this ability to just have his team ready to play the Warriors and ready to game uh, and and, and game planned a way to beat them every single time he faces them in this time he succeeded. Um, I think the biggest part of that was holding the dubs to um, 88 points. Um, 40% shooting, it's hard to do. It's hard to hold the dubs to 40% shooting. But yeah, we'll just go down the line. My boy in Oakland, uh, no, actually he's in New York, um, but big Warriors fan, sent me some stats because he was not happy with the free throw differential, which we'll get to. Uh, But 40% shooting for the dubs, 38 of 82, to um, 32.9% shooting for the Celtics. They only put up, the, the dubs actually were able to put up Three more shots than the Celtics, only 15 turnovers, which isn't, you know, too crazy. 
uh, 15 turnovers for the Celtics as well on uh, 15 assists. I guess it was a much uglier game than I give it credit for. A lot of stoppages, um, a lot of fouls, uh, particularly a lot of um, fouls against Golden State. Um, nine steals and ten blocks, though, uh, and uh, for for the Warriors, eight steals and five blocks for the Dubs uh, for the for the Celtics, which is, uh, I mean, it was a it was a well defended game, which is why I think. Um, I'm hesitant to, to see it as an ugly game. I think it was, uh, yeah, I think it was a well-defended game. Um, fast break points, Warriors still ran uh, 20 points. Celtics had 13. Um, and the Warriors bench was superior, 25 points to the Celtics, 12. But where you see the disparity is uh, free throws. Um, not only did the Warriors make uh, fewer three, uh, uh, shoot fewer free throws, but they... Um, they missed seven free throws. I mean, you can't miss. Yeah, it's a tie game if, if, if you if you shoot your percentages. Um, and uh, the Celtics were 33 of 38. It definitely, uh, in the arena, I, I wouldn't say it felt like a parade, but uh, Warriors Twitter, uh, hashtag Warriors Twitter, was, uh, was really, really unhappy with the officiating in this one. Um, there were a lot of moments um, where they thought that uh, Steph should be going to the line. A lot of moments where they felt like Kyrie should not be going to the line. Um, I will say the refs missed. They just they just utterly missed that call at the end um, with uh, where where they uh, where they called the foul and and Kyrie was able to go to the line um, to to put the uh, was that putting the team up or is that sealing the win either way um it wasn't a foul uh, i've seen the replay from every um angle and you know that's just the way things go uh people can get pissed about it they can talk about uh conspiracies and stuff like that i prefer to keep my you know i prefer to see basketball as a little bit more um purposefully pure than that um the the officiating was was not great last night but conspiracy nah um People were talking about cooked whistles and all and all sorts of uh, all sorts of craziness. And you know, the Warriors are going to have games where the the calls are really in their favor. They probably already have this season, and people just haven't noticed because uh, when the calls are going in your favor, life is good. Uh, it's it's the land of milk and honey, right? And whistles. Um, yeah, it was definitely not the most um, well, not the most consistently officiated game. Uh, I will say that. Contrary, though, to the way fans were reacting on Twitter, uh, the team seemed pretty, you know, they were down. They were really down about the loss. I think they came in um, expecting to win. Of course, they, you know, you come into a game expecting to win um, or else, you know, how, how are you going to become a champion, right? But, uh, you know, I, I don't think that they were happy with their performance um, in uh, certain crunch time moments, and, and there was uh, definitely a level of, of, of sadness in the locker room. Um, but they didn't harp on the officiating. Um, they, uh, starting with Steve Kerr, he was like, yeah, you know, they missed a call, it happens. Um, Draymond was like, why would I uh, want to revisit, you know, revisit that? I mean, there's, there's plenty of tape to watch. Um, you know, and there is and there is tape to watch. And, and like I said, the Celtics had a game plan. They succeeded in their game plan. They slowed the game down. The Warriors are much less likely to win if they don't score 100 points or 130 points. Um, and the Celtics successfully did um, 
something that uh, has been a go-to strategy for actually for LeBron's teams when they face them in the finals to slow the game down. But the difference between the between those LeBron teams uh, and this Celtics team is that they were just kind of trying to put that strategy together on the fly, and it was it was really successful. Uh, successful. LeBron um, practically won two games by himself in twenty fifteen, and and uh, they were able to uh, come back and control the entire series after going down three one in twenty sixteen. Uh, they tried to run with the Warriors in twenty seventeen, and it didn't work. Um, but this Celtics team is built for this grinded out set pieces, uh, high defensive intensity kind of game that ends up 92 to 88. Uh, and, um, they have the recipe, uh, they have the recipe to beat the Warriors. Um, they, they've shown it and, um, Oracle is going to be a different story, but kudos, kudos to Brad Stevens, kudos to, um, Kyrie. They know exactly what to do. They got the Warriors in foul trouble um, and uh, exploited uh, matchups and kept the Warriors out of out of their rhythm for uh, much of the game. And uh, you know that resulted in a lot of missed shots. Um, it, it was uh, it was well executed, well executed game plan um, from a smart coach and a willing team. There's definitely more to be said about uh, about the recipe for being the Warriors, and I hope to get hope to get fifteen hundred words or so out about it. Or, you know, at some point in the near future. Uh, if you want to read my work, I'm uh, searchable at BleacherReport.com and Forbes.com. Just search Oliko Carter, and I'll be right there. Uh, if your company is interested in reaching men between the ages of eighteen and forty-four, you should be sponsoring this podcast. Locked on Warriors is listened to by 98% men and 80% between the ages of 18 and 44. So if you're trying to target men between 18 and 44, this is your spot. Plus, our rates are reasonable. Email me at alicocarter at uh, alicocarter11 at gmail.com to find out. All right, that was just game one of a four-game roadie. The Warriors are in Philly on Saturday, uh, followed by a quick trip to Brooklyn on the Sega Baba, the second game of the back-to-back. Very friendly Sega Baba. Uh, and then finishing up the trip in Oklahoma City, which is kind of an oddity, an East Coast swing, and then stopping uh, in the heartland. Still early in the season, uh, but the Celtics rise to 14-2 and two, uh, with that 14-game win streak. Um, first in the East, while the Rockets won last night, so they have a game up on the Warriors. They're twelve and four. Warriors are eleven and four for the top two spots in the West. Uh, but uh, I want to change subjects to uh, something that's near and dear to my heart, which is kicks. <clears throat> uh, people who know me know I have uh, you know an affinity for a pretty pair of shoes, and um, yeah, I gotta say that the uh, the Warriors as a crew have some of the some of the freshest kicks in the league. And I'll start with Clay Thompson. Uh, you know, he doesn't get a lot of play because he's signed with Anta, the Chinese uh, company. But Anta has been quietly producing some very, very exciting shoes and exciting colorways. Last night, Clay wore um, the KT3, uh, their flagship model, and it was like a navy colorway uh, because his grandfather was in the navy. He told me um, they have kind of a fly knit 
prime knit kind of uh, situation going on, uh, and I think that they executed it really well. I mean, you gotta just just go online, search Anta, or go to FamujiSneaker.com where you can actually buy them um, and check out these shoes because um, I think that they're fire. I think that they rival the KD tens, and I I like them more than the than the Curry fours, honestly, uh, just in terms of design aesthetic and style. Uh, though the Curry 4s were well-reviewed as far as a performance shoe, no, they don't do very much for me. So, uh, But I'd love to hear your opinions. Uh, tweet me at uh, Kojitare, K-O-G-I-T-A-R-E, with your opinions about whose shoes are the best. But uh, back to basketball on the court. I will be uh, in philadelphia and then in brooklyn live tweeting those games um, this saturday and sunday before i head home on monday back to the bay area uh, to watch the okc game from home that should be a good one okc has been really struggling um but uh like every team gets up for the warriors um steph told me uh you know all the stats and stuff can just go out the window um all of the you know you get projections five game projections and uh you know how players and teams have been doing over the last five games and you can just throw that out the window uh when teams play the warriors they get up for the warriors they get up for the chance um so should be good games um in uh in philadelphia looking to avenge that loss from last week and then uh at brooklyn you know i mean uh it's always nice to 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 have a game where you can just breathe and But uh, anyway, uh, I'll catch you all on Monday, and thanks for listening. Oh, actually, uh, there is one thing I want to say. You know, if y'all tuned into my show yesterday, I do want to apologize for the sound quality. I tried to do something fun, um, but uh, my microphone, I guess, is just too good at picking up uh, every single extraneous sound. So I'll make sure in the future that uh, I get more high quality pods to your ears. Uh, Thanks again. All right, Hoops Heads, have a great weekend filled with basketball and merriment, and I'll catch you on the other side. Hey, Bay Area sports fans. This is Ben Kaspic, host of the Locked On Giants podcast, which should be the next Locked On podcast you fire up in your feed. The MLB offseason is closing in, and I'll have you covered every day, breaking down the rumors, speculation, and transactions that'll shape next year's Giants team. Subscribe to Locked on Giants right now on your favorite podcast provider. This is Josh Lloyd, the host of the Locked on Fantasy Basketball Podcast, the number one fantasy basketball podcast in the world. If you're looking for information regarding fantasy basketball, recaps of the NBA, this is the show for you. We are heading into the offseason and starting to get ready for the 2020-2021 fantasy season. We'll have all the information on what happens through the rest of the playoffs, free agency, the NBA draft, and then heading into a big 2021 season. So make sure you're checking out the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast.